Welcome to the Nature Back podcast, where we are talking about climate change and the green economy. My name is Tarmo Virki, and today I'm speaking with Brianna Welsh from Rineum. Hey there, I'm Merit, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Single Earth, and we are building a nature-backed currency to empower you to fight against climate change and biodiversity loss. Sign up at Single Earth and be among the first to switch to a truly sustainable nature-based economy. And Welcome to Nature Back, Brianna. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's great to be here. Tell us a few words what the Renum does. So Renewum is an ecosystem to fund the energy transition or renewable energy deployment via what we call uh, the Renew Record. It's a green label, um, similar to the analog markets of renewable energy certificates, uh, but a blockchain derivative of it. And it allows private companies and citizens to effectively subsidize or upfront capital to renewable energy producers who are in need of operating cash flows. It's really a vehicle to bypass traditional capital market uh, failures or, or inefficiencies uh, to reach the corners of the world that struggle to access funding and deploy more renewable energy. So who's the typical client? Is it the energy company or is it the user? So we have two clients. I mean, if you think about us as a marketplace, it's a, like a supply and demand, traditional e-commerce experience. The supply side in our marketplace would be renewable energy producers, mostly in emerging markets or the global south. And the demand side would be mostly corporate companies or direct-to-consumer companies, brands who have climate commitments, ESG targets, sustainability uh, metrics that they have you know, voluntarily uh, identified or committed to as well as private citizens, so individuals uh, or households who want to um, contribute to the energy transition, who really care about you know, demonstrating their, their, their values, um, but don't yet have access to renewable energy directly, either from their own house, you know, on-site solar panels, or via the state grid that they pull electricity from. Is it also functioning then a little bit like some kind of the north-south equalizing uh, vehicle or other 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 deals usually inside the countries? Uh, so you could think of it as a north-south equalizer. I mean, the, the goal really is uh, the reappropriation or redistribution of capital, primarily from companies. Originally, it's a, it's only a B two B market, but Renewum opens it up to B two C as well, um, who have you know, who are unable right now to to direct their their capital to renewable energy, but who wish to. And it's a way to allow for renewable producers to access that money. So it's not necessarily split global, you know, north and south, but it tends to direct that way a little bit. Is there similar projects in the world? Is there kind of the energy, uh, I don't know, renewing the energy product, green energy production. Is this uh, an emerging field or are you alone in this segment? Uh, well, I guess the answer is two, twofold. So we are um, derived from a legacy environmental instrument market called the Renewable Energy Certificate, which is a parallel space to a carbon offset, meaning that it is a vehicle or an instrument to address your, you know, your emissions footprint. If you're a company and you have an ESG target, for example, the greenhouse gas protocol dictates that you would be offsetting via one of two different instruments. One is a carbon offset for scope one and three emissions and renewable energy certificates for scope two emissions, which is your electricity consumption. So it's specifically related to energy electricity. Um, 
though uh, we are unique in that in the approach that we take. So we are, to my knowledge, the only vertically integrated solution, which means that what we do is effectively audit and partner with renewable energy producers themselves directly. And we we perform that the verification process. So similar to in the carbon markets, you have the MRVPs, and typically that's done by an auditor or an auditor equivalent. So we perform that service as well as the marketplace component, which is more like a traditional broker, except uh, we do this only on on our marketplace. Um, So we take that whole process kind of end-to-end value chain and make it one seamless experience for all of our users. So both the renewable producers and the the end buyers. Um, What that really does and what the value add is that we um, streamline the process. So there's kind of limited bureaucracy and, you know, bottleneck um, experiences on both the producers, so their verification process, as well as the buyers, and allows us to own that whole value chain so we can guarantee the quality, the, I guess, uh, in carbon markets, it would be the, the additionality or the environmental integrity of the underlying project that we're verifying. We can guarantee that because we own that whole life cycle. So what we do is we basically issue a digital rec on chain entirely on the blockchain. And that encompasses the metadata or the underlying provenance of the renewable project, which is then tagged to IPFS on chain. Uh, Well, actually, technically it's off chain, but IPFS uh, where it can be stored and it's immutably recorded. And that can be um, directed or can be, can be audited or, or validated by anybody, any third party. So an end buyer would be able to understand the entire life cycle of that renewable project, what its environmental impact is, what it does to the local uh, the local communities that it's building in, um, its you know, United Nations SDG goals, all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of data in there. And that allows everybody basically to interact trustlessly in a way because nobody has to trust that Renewum has done its job as an auditor we basically provide all of that information to all all stakeholders, which is a very novel approach, uh, at least to my knowledge. That's a very novel approach to this space. Uh, there's probably a, a lot of different uh, renewable en- energy providers on the on the platform, but if you would need to describe what kind of uh, provider is a typical typical case on a renewable platform? So mostly solar and wind. Um, primarily because they are the intermittent energy sources that need the most support in funding. Uh, other types of renewables like geothermal, nuclear, um, hydro uh, are more sustainable in that they are um, they produce energy more consistently. I don't mean sustainable in the big picture, but in terms of the energy output. So, um, so the intermittent renewables, solar and wind, are the most challenging ones for capitalization. And uh, so Renewum prioritizes those two, although we are actually, you know, technically enabling any renewable energy source. What was the beginning point? How did you come up with the idea that something like this needs to be created? I can't take credit for that. My co-founder, Asad Razouk, who is, you know, a fairly prolific climate advocate, um, he is a renewable energy entrepreneur and has been investing in developing renewables for you know three or four decades now. Um, so I worked for him at his fund, and um, and he had the idea originally because he's been trading carbon instruments and generating renewable energy instruments via his assets for you know, for since they 
the the inception of the carbon markets in in the early 90s. And you know, he really saw uh, some inefficiencies in the space. You know, when you when you're really working as a developer and financier on the ground in particularly emerging markets where we were building, which is in Southeast Asia, uh, you get a very clear picture of the problems in the overall market, particularly from a finance perspective. And you know, he saw an opportunity to to streamline and to systematize the um, the the environmental commodity space, so carbon, but also renewables. And uh, and he he was looking for somebody who has a blockchain background and a and an energy background um, to to run you know to create and incubate this 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 pet project of his. So uh, I took over a couple of years ago, and uh, we've been building it you know kind of in concert ever since. But really, the purpose is to um, enable private companies and individuals to access the energy transition because right now and and historically certainly never. A lot of individuals don't have the uh, the agency to access renewable energy. You know, obviously you can build a, you know, you can put a solar panel on a rooftop, but that's not available for everybody. And that's, that's a, it's quite a project. Um, you know, most people are looking for an opportunity to, to, you know, demonstrate that they care about this space, but they just don't have the opportunity to do it. So this is a way, this is a mechanism for companies to get involved in the energy transition for producers to, um, be supported with, you know, effectively subsidies coming from private companies, so that they can be cost competitive with fossil fuels, uh, and therefore make it an economically wise decision for investors and developers to actually, you know, continue to propagate and to perpetuate the energy transition. Uh, how far are you on the road of building it into? Uh, I don't know. The global company or the you know vera of the electricity space. Well, we have about 150 discrete solar and wind projects already registered and earning credits on our platform. Uh, that amounts to about 30 million recs uh, or, or megawatt hours is the unit of measurement. Um, the the global footprint right now is about 20 different countries, all emerging markets, mostly in Latin America. Um, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, and Northern Africa, but we are technically open to you know the rest of the world, with the exclusion of any compliance markets or countries with renewable portfolio standards. So that's most of the world, really. The compliance markets. What does that mean? So similar to the carbon space, um, mm. if there's a, there's a compliant market and there's a voluntary market, so mm -hmm. companies who are you know let's think of like a, any multinational brand that you're familiar with. Mm. They, they will um, commit to renewable energy targets. You know, let's say they've, they, they desire to have their entire supply chain uh, powered by renewable energy by a certain deadline, say 2030. That's a voluntary commitment that they make. They announce that. And then they're actually held to account by some of the not-for-profits who, who support the, these initiatives. Um, but that's not a legal obligation. There are legal obligations from governments, which is, which is qualified as a compliance market, and in countries like the Philippines or in parts of the U.S. and Europe, governments have dictated what's called a renewable portfolio standard or obligation, RPS or RPO, whereby utilities or retail electricity providers are required to have a certain percentage of their energy be powered by renewables. And in order for them to do that, if there isn't enough renewable energy in that local um, ecosystem to support that, they will buy these certificates 
to to fuel the renewable energy movement and to support it. But it considers a, it's qualified as like an offset. And in those markets, that's a government um, decision. And so we don't participate in that space right now. Maybe eventually we will. But for now, we're, we're sticking to the voluntary markets because we believe that's where we can make the most impact. It's definitely true. The uh, Looking forward, what's your biggest, I don't know, milestones for 2023? So we're launching our marketplace to the public uh, at the beginning of Q2. Um, we're slated for mid-April for now. Um, that basically means that anyone in the world can log into our, our e-commerce site. They can create a profile. They can identify and purchase or fund renewable energy and receive this verified green label, which we call the Renew Record. It's like our stamp of approval. Think of maybe fair trade for the, the green energy movement. Um, and that's their kind of proof of impact that they've contributed. Um, so that happens very soon. So we have um, some you know big campaigns coming up to to announce that and to launch that. The next big milestone is really to introduce and to facilitate forward and future contracts. So when you think of, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the carbon space, um, the additionality component I mentioned before, there there isn't really an equivalent for the renewable energy market because the idea is that renewables are already by definition additional because they're you know, the energy that you're producing with renewables means that you're not producing that with fossil fuels. But to really go a step further and to make it, you know, super environmentally material, uh, the best practice would be to um, use these instruments for pre-construction. So as, you know, kind of early risk capital that goes into the development of renewable energy from scratch, brand new projects. So that's that's in our roadmap to to start to develop. It's a little bit it's a bit of a project to to do that because the, you get into some financing structures which are more complicated. But um, you know, I think we think that that's going to be a real real milestone for the entire movement if we can establish that and uh, and secure brand new projects. Um, maybe back to the basics a little bit. Why do you need blockchain? Well, um, when you compare an analog or traditional markets uh, to to the blockchain, some of the challenges that you face with the renewable energy market in particular is that um, these are there are several centralized and siloed operators. So the auditors I mentioned and the brokers are all independent companies. They have private registries and they are not interoperable with each other, which means that that end user, the purchaser, the buyer, the company, cannot possibly um, understand or unpack the true value of the asset that they're purchasing because what they're getting is sort of a packaged, almost a securitized product or a PDF document or something of that of that nature, which is not um, it's not a, pu a publicly transparent record of data. What the blockchain allows for is the seamless data, uh, record or data issuance package, which I mentioned earlier in that that audit package uh, in the metadata, is is really kind of from from the from scratch from the provenance of the project all the way through to the buyer. Um, we you can see on chain the entire life cycle of that data, and we can programmatically or we are programmatically using smart contracts delivering funding directly to projects the, the renewable projects all on chain immediately, which means Renewum doesn't really uh, have the opportunity to, to do anything, you know, dodgy with that money, for example. Whereas when you trade via over-the-counter brokers, 
there isn't really a, any level of price transparency. There's no kind of guarantee that the end project actually got that funding. Uh, there's certainly no understanding of where the under the underlying project comes from. You just get like a a little docket that announces that this has, has occurred. So there's a lot of um, checks and balances that blockchain enables that legacy markets just haven't been able to develop because the technology wasn't sophisticated enough. I actually see le legacy market providers shifting into blockchain quite quickly because uh, they, they recognize the opportunity with this with the technology uh, architecture that blockchain uh, enable, enables. But could you do most of the stuff you're doing actually also without using blockchain? I mean, sure, you could use centralized registries. Technically, it's feasible. It's just not best practice. When you think about the, the trustlessness that I mentioned earlier, blockchain allows us to programmatically issue data on chain in a way that a, a traditional registry does not. So... Um, one of the key features of Renewum's um, kind of Renew Record logo that I mentioned is when a company purchases uh, a rec via us that is retired and canceled from circulation, that demonstrates their, you know, their green commitment, they get access to the logo, the, the green bear logo, which is, is quite a cute little face, polar bear face. Um, that's dynamically integrated to their profile with Renewum. So when they put that onto their website or their shareholder report, there's a scanning kind of QR code there that allows for the tracking of all the data. So you can see exactly where the funding went to. You can see what the commitment of the project is. You can see what the, the impact to the environment is. You get all that information all on chain. And it's, uh, you know, it would be very complicated to build that with a private registry. So it's it really offers a whole new level of functionality that has never existed in private markets before. Great. I think that's a good uh, point to wrap up the discussion for today. Thanks, Brianna, for explaining this new world for, for at least for me and I'm sure for many listeners too. Wonderful. Well, so great to be on. Thank you for having me and I look forward to further conversation. Join us again for the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please give us a good rating and leave the feedback in your podcast player so others will find it too. We will be back next week. Turn on to Nature Backed Podcast. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric Acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast.
Futurecast.